Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello there, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast. You're here for episode number 134. It's late. In fact, I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you how late it is on a school night. So I'm going to keep this brief, and I am doing it extemporaneously, and once again, from my back screened-in porch, which is actually warmer tonight than I thought it would be. When I came out here, um, I, inside the house, was wearing a t-shirt and shorts, and I thought maybe I'd need long sleeves out here, but I didn't. It's that warm tonight. It's very pleasant, and it is wonderful to be out here. This is my favorite season, the season when I can be outside here as much as possible. So I'm feeling mighty grateful for that tonight. It was a good day today, a day of starting the week, and I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. So as always, come join me, lend me your ear for a little while, just a few minutes tonight, and I'll tell you about my experience of God today. Well, after doing this for 134 days now, I've learned a few things. And one of them is that there are those days when in the middle, in the midst of something, my day, I realize, hey, this is God's presence moment, my GPM for the day, God's presence moment, or God presence moment. And then there's other days where I have to either at the end of the day or later on in the day, kind of think back and and say, when did I feel God's presence most today? And if I'm unclear, one way to do that is to, to look back for moments of joy, moments of peace, moments of gratitude, or moments that include all three of those. Today, when I looked back on my day, it was gratitude. And it was gratitude for a small thing, but an important thing, and a thing, quite frankly, that relates to comfort. Now, comfort, I think, as an aside, is not a biblical value. You know, we talk about gospel values. And even though Second Isaiah says, comfort, comfort ye my people, like that famous song from Handel's Messiah, Comfort is really not something that is of priority in the Bible. Jesus, in fact, never, ever tells his followers, either the ones he spoke with face to face or those of us 2,000 years later, that following him would be comfortable. In fact, he says the exact opposite, that it would be difficult and uncomfortable and we would suffer just as he was suffered. We would be persecuted. We would be... We would face the same things he faced, but God would be with us through it all. And in experiencing all of that, we would experience the kingdom of God now and eternally. So where this value for comfort comes in is not from the Bible. In fact, I I don't really even know when it was developed. I imagine somebody out there wrote a book about the history of comfort Um, I know there are quite a few books on the history of everything these days. Um, I'm kind of amazed when I go to the new bookshelf at the public library to see all of the different uh, very specific histories. So comfort 
is something that we value so greatly in this era. And part of it has to do with the capitalistic age in which we live. In fact, really the hyper-capitalistic age and, and what is one of the primary things sold, well, it's comfort. And I am as susceptible to desiring it as much as anyone else. I don't like pain. I don't like to sweat. I don't like to be cold. I like to be comfortable. And that's not a terrible thing. There is a value to comfort. But at the same time, it is not the primary value. It can't be. Yet I do think God, I do know God, cares for our bodies and as much as God cares for our souls and our minds and our spirits. So I think God does want us to feel comfort. At the same time, I think it's overrated and we make it more valuable to us individually and collectively than I think sometimes God desires for us to value it. Well, all of this is just background to my classroom. And I've talked on this podcast quite a bit about various aspects of my classroom. And now that the weather has finally changed and early spring or late spring, early summer is upon us, I need to tell you about another aspect of my room. And that is the fact that it is not air conditioned and that it does get pretty warm in there, especially on days when it's humid. And it gets steamy, it gets hot, it gets uncomfortable. And today was one of those days. In fact, first period when I came in, it was pretty warm in there. And the windows weren't really yet open for very long. I haven't, hadn't before today set up the fans in my room. These are box fans, not ceiling fans. And it was uncomfortable. Now, I was wearing my short sleeve Oxford shirt, which... I'm pretty sure only teachers wear. I, I don't know that those are real popular in the business world. Um, I think they it actually screams high school teacher all over it. But I do have quite a few of those shirts. So, And I am a high school teacher. So I feel no uh, self-consciousness about it. So by second period, when I had my free period, I got the fans out and opened all the windows up and it actually started to feel cooler. And a little bit later in the morning, some clouds came in and a chance for a thunderstorm rolled by. And I felt this cool breeze coming into the room. And I felt that is my God's presence moment. That in the midst of this hot, warm day, this cool breeze comforting me, making me feel good, feel better. Helping my students, I think, to learn more because it is very hard to learn in a room that is so hot and so humid and so sticky at times like my room is. And I think that this was a reminder for me of something that Pope Francis actually has talked about, which is the over-importance and over-resource value we put on air conditioning. You know, we kind of take for granted that everything is going to be air conditioned today. And wasn't that long ago that very few things, and even before that, when nothing was air conditioned. So while I might prefer my classroom to be air conditioned, the fact that it's not saves resources. 
It saves energy. It saves electricity. And in Ohio, where I live, at least half of our electricity is made by burning coal. And that has tremendous environmental impact. So on a day like today, when it is a little bit uncomfortable in my room from the heat and the humidity, I can feel that gratitude and feel God's presence moment that I have the fans, that I have a lot of windows, that cool breezes blew in from the outside, and that I had the skin to feel and the heart to know and the soul to celebrate that as God's presence. So in conclusion, the questions for tonight, what little things in your environment, a sensation, a smell, a feeling, um, something small, are signs of God's presence with you? And how often have you missed those little things? Because you weren't paying attention. And when you are, or I am, paying attention, being present, how do we experience those little things? And how are we able to give God praise and gratitude for them? Again, thank you for listening. It's good to be with you. Blessings and peace.